Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello, everybody. Jim Hackett, Pete Davidson, back in the Fantasy Football Podcast Studios here at Sports Radio WEEI. It is April 13th, Friday the 13th, and we're getting ready for a little series. Yes, a little uh, gruesome series of NFL Draft Talk. And Pete, it's good to be back on the uh, on the podcast channel with you. How are you? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. we got a uh, lot to cover with uh, the, the draft just two weeks away, and for the first time it feels like a long time pre-Deflategate uh, and all that nonsense. The Pats have a real stake in this draft. So for someone like me, who's here, based here, immersed in Patriots and NFL draft stuff, uh, I'm psyched because I think they got a lot of holes to fill, uh, none the least of which we'll get to from an eventual fantasy football standpoint with quarterback. But they got a lot of holes to fill, and it's an exciting draft. There's a lot of talent, a lot of positions, a lot of needs, a lot of teams with a lot of needs, and a lot of teams with a lot of draft capital that can make some moves. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, you do have a number of teams... Uh, with multiple picks, right? Mm. So the Patriots are definitely one of the uh, one of the players, no doubt. Um, they're you know they're always you know until they make a move, they're gonna people are gonna be talking them about them being in play to make a move. Yeah, there's a lot. So of I think th- it's a fun night if you're a Patriot fan. I think you need to you know I think Patriot tradition on draft night is probably let the draft start. You know, jump in there an hour or so after it begins, and then sort of get into it. Yeah. Because you guys get involved at the end of the night, if at all. Yeah, if, if at all. Don't, if you don't trade out of the first round, or if your pick hasn't been stripped from you. Um, <laughs> but but this is the kind of thing where who knows when the Patriots might actually uh, get involved. You what? Know, I, I don't know what. I, I, well, here's what would be sort of interesting to me. Um, I'd love to be a fly on the wall. You know, wherever the the brain trust is, you know, talking about it. I'd like to know what they think their reach is. You know. Mm. Like I don't, like, I don't think the Patriots have any designs on getting to one. For example, I don't think they. A, I don't think the Patriots would ever make that kind of move because they don't want to pay that much. But I, I, there has to be somewhere in a room at the at the complex. Somebody is talking about. Okay, well, if we really wanted to get to here, we might be able to do it. I wonder where here is. Yeah, that's it's an interesting question to me as someone who's like just immersed in, in the Patriots. Uh, I, I don't want them to do to do anything extreme and, and lose their draft capital because I see a lot of holes in the team. I think they have uh, uh, more holes than I can remember in, than in the last seventeen years. And really, they, yeah, and they from from a roster standpoint, I don't see it that way. I do. At least not on offense. Yeah, I've been worried about their defense for all year last year. All, all year. They are... They are. They get Rivers back probably, right? Yeah, Rivers is a good pass rusher. He'll help up yep. front with the pass rusher. I mean, a good pass rusher coming out of college last year. So we haven't didn't seen they, him they in the NFL. They picked up a defensive tackle, didn't they? They picked up a couple defensive tackles. So right. interiorly, they look better there. So they have addressed right. some things. But here's where they're weak in my mind. They are as weak as weak can be at linebacker, which to me... They picked up a cornerback, didn't they? Uh, they picked up Jason McCourty. Yep, right. and he'll he'll so help. They gotta, 
Yeah, they got a couple McCordys back. Yeah, they, they got the twins, which is good. And as a father of twins, I like that. Um, mm-hmm. I might get the McCordy shirts, but uh, the mm-hmm. but at linebacker they're really weak, Pete. And the way the, the the game is played at the pro level now, you need quick, fast, strong, tough playmaking linebackers, and they have one. Dante. That's true, but by the same token, you also play a lot of nickel and dime. So they do. I, mean, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, you know, I nobody nobody plays the shell game better than Belichick. No, I know, but that, but that runs out. But that's kind of my point. At some point, the shell game runs out. They need they need talent on defense. They they, they are lacking talent, and they can't trust Dante Hightower. He's got a lot of injuries. I love the guy. No, and you he, can't count he, on him playing you can't count X on him. number of games. So they need, a, they need help. I would say they need two linebackers. They desperately need a left tackle. Okay, You cannot go into the season with, with, with the roster left tackle that they have. They've got a great offensive line coach. We've talked about it a million times. But they've got to come out of the first round with a left tackle. Um, well, it's interesting because if you look at some of the, the player moves they've made, they sort of scream get the ball out of Brady's hands. And, and that's, that, that's sort of interesting. You know, they, they let go of Cooks, who's sort of a long-developing yep. kind of player. Um, you know, you bring in Jordan Matthews, who's a guy who uncovers pretty well from the slot. Um, you've, got a, you've got a field tilter in Gronkowski. And then, you know, Cordell Patterson, I mean, look, for those you and I have the only two. Show a long yeah. time. Yeah. Obviously, you know we. This is a guy we sort of, you know, he's near and dear to our heart. But uh, you know, <laughs> I, do, I don't know how much play this got up in New England. Um, and now I'm struggling to remember the exact quote. Um, but Belichick said something. According to Patterson, Belichick said something to him of the effect. You're, you know, with us, you're going to be the player you're supposed to be. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that dropped on Wednesday on Twitter. I saw yeah, that. that. That got my attention. That gave me the tingles. <laughs> you know, so it's like, but you and I were saying that. So when this went down, you might remember what Twitter looked like. Twitter's like, you know, uh, Patriots pick up another special teamer, and this guy's a gadget guy, and all this stuff. And you know what? Patriots fans and quote unquote pundits and experts made the same mistake with Rex Burkhead. You know that that he is what he is. He's a, he's, he's a this. He's a that. And he ended up getting six touchdowns in four weeks and being an integral part of that offense. Now, Patterson, one thing I love about the way that you scout, Pete, and what we've kind of put together in our shows and our podcasts is, like, it's about talent. And, and Burkhead has tons of talent. Corderell Patterson has oodles of talent. Yeah. And if you don't think that a Bill Belichick coach team can maximize that talent, then by, they shouldn't be. You're either a lazy journalist. Bur- hold on. They're either a lazy journalist or they're just following the script of what they see or they don't know what they're talking about because this guy is an electric player. And if anyone can get it out of him, Belichick can. And he threw the gauntlet down on Wednesday with that comment, which I love. So, Yeah, I mean, you know. I'm pretty sure we can rewind, go back to Cooks, and find some things he said about Cooks, you know, as well. Um, at Cooks, Cooks last year, um, I, I, you know, to me, Burkhead was like an easy one because Burkhead is this just phenomenally, fundamentally sound player, football player. Like he plays like a patriot. Yep. Um, Patterson's a little different, but I think the thing about Patterson that really is going to give him a chance in New England, is the fact that he's such a good special teams player. And it's sort of the irony of Cordero Patterson, because people sort of, people sort of look at him as a guy who you know, doesn't, you know, couldn't do the finer points of the game. Mm. Well, he's probably the best kick returner in the NFL, and he's probably one of a handful of you know, the best gunners in the NFL. 
So, you know, this is a guy who has made himself invaluable by doing little things. Yep. It's sort of ironic when you look at the reason that most people think he has, air quote here, failed as an NFL football player. Um, and, you know, it, it, there's a couple ways you can look at this. One interesting parallel would be go back to Welker who was sort of a special teams player yeah. before he came to New England, and then all of a sudden he's a high-volume player. I mean, I remember people Borderline laughing. Borderline Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember people laughing hysterically at the Welker contract before he ever played it down for the Patriots. Mm. I, I, I want to go back and say there was like $50 million total in that contract. I'm mm. totally guessing, but it was a big contract. It was a big contract, yeah. Especially when you look at it in the context of what he had done statistically in Miami before he was a patriot, right? Yeah. So it, there's a similarity there, you know, where people are like, well, this guy does this. Why are they so interested in this guy? Now, obviously, the Patriots didn't go as out of their way to get Patterson as they did to get Welker. Right. Uh, but by the same token, you know, they paid what it took to get him, so why would they pay more? <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but here's the thing about Patterson that really intrigues me with the Patriots. First of all, the Patriots are really good, we've said this a bunch of times, at cobbling together skill sets to make sort of a mosaic or to create an ensemble offense. They're really good at it. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, guy that, the guy that Patterson could replace, he could replace not a single player, but elements of different players. Right. And you could see elements of Aaron Hernandez. With him, I was you just can, thinking, like I, and, I, I, and I was going to say Bennett, or I was going to say Dwayne Allen, but yeah, Hernandez is kind of like, like that Joker elements of, yeah, elements yep. of, and then the other guy is Dion. Dion Lewis, yep. I was just going to say, you that. know, you want an explosive guy, you can cut the ball to, and he can give you a, a low risk explosion play. Well, th- this is your guy, yep. Um, and you know. It, it, <laughs> Like people have a tendency to say, "Oh well, yeah, Patterson. He makes the ESPN plays. He makes the wow plays." It's like, yeah, but if you look at those wow plays, look at what's happening. Like, there's a reason they're called wow plays, right? Yeah, he's doing amazing things on the field. Right. I mean, this guy, his his cutback vision is like remarkable. Um, and when you see some of his big plays, these aren't guy finds a hole, explodes through hole, runs 80 yards for a touchdown. If you go back and look at his highlights, there are missed tackles throughout these runs. Right. There are guys and they're long big runs. pieces they're, of him. Yeah, they're 90-yard runs. You know? <laughs> right. People forget, this is a 220-plus pound athlete. Yep. Cornell Patterson is a big, strong dude. Yeah, he's fast and he's a lot of other things. You know, he's a big, strong dude. And I, I think ultimately what it's going to come down to for him is can he be functional when he's not the guy being dialed up on a play? Mm. Because the Patriots like people who are value-added. They like guys who block their weight when they're not the main guy. You know, like Gronkowski's an alpha dog, number one receiver. He can also level people for you. Yeah. Um, you know, Julian Edelman, everybody loves the fact that he can run stick routes and make big plays with his hands. That's all great. But you know what? When you ask, him to, when, when you ask Julian Edelman to block, he, he's great. Yep. I mean, he's not, he's, not, he's not functional. He's plus. He's really good at it. Yeah. So that's a staple for the Patriots. And I, I, if you go back five years when we were talking about the transition from Welker to Edelman, I, I said it back then. Edelman's a much better blocker. Don't think that they don't care about that. Um, so if, if Patterson 
can be a good blocker for them, then he's going to be able to play more snaps than I think people realize yeah. is, is, is where I'm going with this. If he can be a guy who he doesn't need to necessarily be into the scheme as a receiver the way they need, you know, the way they needed Aaron Dobson to be, you know, then he never really got there. Yeah. He doesn't need to become a receiver so much as he needs to be able to do the individual football skills well. That can help the team move the ball down the field. And, and, and what, what Belichick does great as well, Pete, and I think the, the, you said the right thing is ensemble, but he's got a great ability to identify not only what is, but what isn't. So, for instance, they have a couple losses, okay? They lose Danny Amendola. They lose Deion Lewis. They lose Martellus Bennett, Dwayne Allen. You know, not big losses, but, you know, so they're, they're on the roster at playing a position, right? So instead of looking at it like, okay, I lost Martellus Bennett and Dwayne Allen, I need a tight end. Or I lost Deion Lewis, I need a running back. Or I need Danny Amendola, I need a slot receiver. He doesn't look at it like that. He goes, okay, if I can't get the level of player at one of those positions that I need, I'll get the high-level player that, I, that can play another position or positions and do it a different way. And yet, and keep the ensemble of the offense moving down the field together. That's what people miss when they make these when they make these assumptions that oh, they just have to sign another special teamer. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. <laughs> they, they got another guy who's going to fit within the orchestra to move the football down the field. So it just it, it, he's been doing it for years, and people just don't seem to understand it. Yeah, I mean, you know, they still have. I, I, the interesting thing is going to be when the roster is set, who's still there. Um, you know, obviously they've got a lot of receivers now. I don't think they can all stick. Mm. But, you know, Dorsett actually can take the top off a of defense. Yeah. So you, they still have a guy who can do that. Um, Kenny Britt's there, too. You know, I mean, he's not. Yeah, Britt's interesting. Yeah. I, I, Britt never struck me as a Patriot kind of player. Um, but who knows? I mean, I, I don't know what he's been like at practice. Um, you know, he plays a position that does require, like, he doesn't have the kind of value added things. That Patterson has, right? You know, like Patterson can do three or four things for you. Um, you know, Britt's mostly good at being big and you know making some plays downfield. Right. Um, I don't know if he's you know got it between the ears to be a Patriot receiver and like play a lot of snaps. Yeah, and they know. also they also picked him up when they were a bit decimated. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's kind of a, he's kind of a holdover from a shit, we need somebody kind of, you know, part of the season last year. So but it'll be interesting. And Dorsett's an interesting one, Pete. You know, he's a guy, I remember you scouting. Indy took him way early in the 2014 yeah. draft, way early. But that doesn't mean he's not a good player. You know, he, he hasn't played to his draft position, but he can, he can fly down the field, and they certainly have a quarterback that can get it to him. So Yeah, I, I think he's a guy who's probably better than the general consensus is. Um, I mean, I, we had a second-round grade on him, so we thought something of him for sure. Yeah. Um, we were surprised at how high he went, definitely. Um, we didn't think it was outrageous. Um, the, the weird thing about the Colts taking him was just that they already had starters at the positions. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton, and they had, a, they had no defense and no line. They had Moncrief, yeah. who they'd use some draft capital on. So it was sort of a, an odd move when they did it. Um, but, you know, it's the Colts. Yeah. <laughs> Colts going to Colt, you know, what are you going to yeah, do? Right. Um, but the, 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 the point is, They've got receiver, like the receiver core this year sort of resembles the running back core last year in that they've got a little bit of everything. Mm. Um, and, yeah. you, know, they've, you know, obviously Hogan and Edelman can do like the heavy lifting. I think those are the guys who can play 
you know, high snap numbers, but you can, you know, Dorsett's, you know, he's a, as we like to say, he's a club in your bag. Yeah. And, and, and so is Patterson. Um, and, you know, Patterson, I guess when it comes down to setting the roster, they may not view him necessarily as a receiver. He'll, he could, they could sort of review, you know, see him as a receiver and a running back, you yeah. know? Yeah. So it's, I, from a fantasy standpoint, I don't know what Patterson. I, you know, I don't know if I'm happy or sad that Patterson's a Patriot. But from a football standpoint, I'm just really excited because I know that the Patriots will know what to do with him. Yeah, they'll find a way, and it might only manifest itself in one, two, or three games, but they'll find a way. You know what I mean? They'll find a way to use him for sure. Yeah, and I think you know the Patriots are just so good in terms of scheming, and they've got players who tilt the field so. You know, having Patterson there to do things with him on the weak side, where if you were going to overload on them in some way, the Patriots are equipped to get him into space. Uh, And they've got a quarterback, obviously, who's going to know when to do it, you know, when to pull the trigger. Uh, So it's, I I, I don't know, you can probably hear it in my voice. I'm pretty excited to see what Patterson does with the Patriots. It's, It's bowing me out a little bit. It's they're almost getting to me to the point where I'm going to have to root for the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> They've been teasing you on that for a while, man. Oh, Push man, they just keep bringing in my players. Yeah, and it Rex was almost Burkhead. like, okay, Pete, we know you're upset about Deion Lewis. <laughs> We're going to give you Jordan Matthews and Cordero Patterson. Yeah, now. So, you know. <laughs> and yeah, I think Jordan you know, Matthews can do a lot of the heavy lifting too, Pete. You know, well, don't... Jordan Matthews is a player. A couple things on Matthews. First of all, he needs to be healthy. Yep. So... You know, is he healthy? He there were some things between him and the Eagles where the Eagles sort of had him playing through injuries, and then when he got to the Bills, they're like, "You shouldn't be playing through this stuff." Mm. And he ended up getting stuff like fixed. It, you know, it, it sounds like he's a guy who should have been shut down before he was shut down. Um, and Matthews is interesting. He sort of fell off the map. Nobody seemed to really want him that much. Yeah, but when you look at his production there. early in his career, it's a lot of production. Yeah. So. The interesting thing about Matthews is, while I think he does have some some route diversity and, and, and positional diversity, he has predominantly played slots. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Patriots envision here. How this whole, you know, I mean, obviously Edelman can play inside and out. Hogan can play inside and out. It could just be that they want three guys who can all play inside and out. Yeah, just mix and match. Right. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's what it is, but. You know, from a talent perspective, it wouldn't shock me if Matthews is the best receiver on the team. I mean, it wouldn't shock me. Mm. He's, this is a guy who can make plays. And I think that the thing about Matthews that is that, that sort of fits what's... Like, if you look at the Patriots and every, everything that's happened to them since the end of the last game, Matthews makes sense. Because if they lost their left tackle, and if they don't know how they're going to necessarily cover that loss then you're going to need to get the ball out quicker. And they lost Amendola. Matthews is a guy who uncovers pretty quickly. He's a guy that's got, you know, he's, he's got that double go um, from the slot. He's, he's tough to defend when you don't have the sideline to help you. Yeah. So um, he, he fits the bill. Yeah. He's a guy where Brady's going to know, okay, i got to match up with Matthews. That's where I'm going. Um, and, you know, the only thing about him that's been problematic when I look at the Patriots scheme, is you know he has had some issues hanging on to the football. Mm. Yeah, he had the you drops. Now, he's his played year with one. a broken hand one year, yeah. and 
you know, he he may have just had a case of the drops. He's you know, he doesn't. He's never struck me as a guy who can't catch, mm. but he's had some struggles in that area. His rookie year, he had a lot of trouble with that, if I remember correctly, with the Eagles. Right? Yeah, I, I want to say actually second Maybe year. Maybe second and then, year, yeah. And uh, I think one of the years he had, I remember uh, Martin Frank is a, a friend of friend of the program. Yep. And uh, he had said that he had, that Matthews had been complaining about his hand in practice a lot. Uh, and he's a Philadelphia years, so. Eagles right. beat reporter well, yeah, from yeah, Delaware or something or other. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, literally heard him, you know, saying it in person. Yeah. Um, so you know, Matthews is a very interesting pickup for the Patriots. It's just so very typical of them. If it doesn't work out, what did you lose? And if it does work, you just got yourself a really good player for nothing. Yeah, and they got him at low That's value, right? They got because he was. A, I, think I haven't heard the total number on the contract yet. I've looked at like at once a day ever since they've signed him. I've yet to see anything but one year deal. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how much it is. I would think it's got to be at least some money. You would a good think player I'm thinking like two two point five to three million something like that. I've, if, if that's all they spent, that's a deal. I think it is. Um, and you know what, they, Pete, the other thing, too, is like in terms of like the you know, perceptionally, he was kind of sitting on the sidelines. They, the Pats tend to strike and get these people at their lowest like value in terms of their perception. So it's like, so I come into this draft, just to kind of like circle around the point that I think we're both making. If you get like, you know, you pick up Patterson, um, you pick up um, Jordan Matthews, you, you re-sign Rex Burkhead, you pick up Corderell Patterson. You start to fortify in those areas a little bit, and then you can really focus. And this is why I want them to use their draft capital to f- fill the holes that they need at linebacker, at left tackle, maybe another body at safety. You know, yeah. maybe another it's interior. Not a great lineman. tackle draft. I'm not sure what their their plans are there. There's two they like. I think that that's been speculated. One kid out of UCLA and kid out of Notre Dame. Now, I don't know how good they are. The yeah. the they say that uh, the kid Colston from UCLA that reminds him of Soldor a little bit, kind of long. Lean, if you can call a 300-pound guy lean, um, but that kind of body type where they can be a little bit uh, mobile on their feet. They seem to like that, and Skarnakia seems to mold those guys well. So that's what we're hearing up here a little bit, and that'd be fine to me. And by the way, if whoever they draft, if it's a left tackle, if he loses in training camp to the kid they drafted in the third round last year, Garcia, that's okay too. I, I just I want comp- I want competition there, and so the, the best may the best player win. Uh, preferably, it's the guy you draft in the first round. But well, you know. obviously, you got an old quarterback who's not particularly mobile. Yeah. Um, you can't have a bad offensive line. No. You need, I mean, the, the Patriots, I, the most important thing for the Patriots is they need to know what they have. They will game plan around what they have very well. Yep. Um, it's just a matter of getting things into sort of a known area where it's like, okay, here's what we're good at, here's what we're not good at, here's how we're going to have to scheme. Um, before we close out, um, Matthews, one thing that I think is worth knowing, um, not, not to go down narrative street here, uh, but just things I've heard from people who know, um, and I guess we've already said I talked to Martin Frank, so I, you know some of this definitely came from him. Yep. Um, but Matthews and Carson Wentz were like best friends, hmm. very very tight, uh, and and Wentz was, you know, I'm not going to say devastated, but it hit him really hard hmm. when they traded Matthews. And one of the reasons is is that Jordan Matthews was one of the people who was always willing to stay late with him. Yeah. And work on stuff. And Wentz is like uh, a real Christian kid, too, so that well, shows that Matthew's probably a good guy. You know? Well, that's where I was going to go. They're both Christ followers. Yeah. <laughs> They're both God guys. Yep. And so Matthews is not a go-out-and-party-on-Friday-night kind of guy. Yep. He's a give-me-my-playbook-so-I-can-learn kind of guy. Um, it could be a very good fit 
for yeah, New England. That's great. Because that's what the Patriots need. They need guys who want to work because to be good in the Patriots scheme, it's not just good enough to be a smart, intuitive football player. You have to be willing to put in the time on a weekly basis. Matthews is that kind of kid. Yeah, that's good. And they, they need they need more personalities like that. Right. Particularly He's also a very confident kid. I mean he's I, I I could see this really working out. Like really, really working out. That'd it would be great. not surprise me. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. And you bring in a player who hopefully can be a bridge to your next quarterback at some point too. Um and you know, hey, if he comes in and he and, and these injuries haven't healed, he could be a guy who doesn't make the team. I mean he's got a Matthews has got a very wide spectrum of potential outcomes, but I think that spectrum definitely includes some very positive outcomes. Yeah, so, it, it, uh, includes Patriots. Some, yeah, includes some success. Um, yeah. And speaking of that, and you kind of made reference to it in a, in a very crafty potential segue there, Mr. Davidson, I, I like <laughs> that, in terms of the future quarterback. If only it was intentional. Yeah, oh. well, we, we have a good... Oh, okay, that was intentional. Yeah. I thought you were going to jump to Des Bryant. I was like, wow, how did I... I'm well, not yeah. sure how I did it. <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah, we'll get into the quarterbacks and what the Patriots can maybe do and what else is out there. And your New York Jets are obviously, you would think, oh, nothing's God. obvious with them, but they should be in the market, and the, and well, the right guy might land to them. Let's hit Des Bryant for a little bit, and then let's jump over to quarterbacks and talk Jets yeah. Patriots. And so just, yeah, so just a little news that happened as Pete and I were kind of getting in the studio. Is Des Bryant was released, and that's on the heels of a couple of days ago, the, the figures on Jarvis Brown's contract came out, uh, Jarvis Landry with the Browns. But uh, the big news of the day today is Des Bryant released from the Cowboys, and already you can see people going crazy on the Patriots. I I don't think that's a match. And uh, as I said, it doesn't make sense for the Patriots. I mean, the only way it makes sense for the Patriots is if, for some reason, Des Bryant wants to be a Patriot. And he's going to tell other teams, I don't care how much you want to pay me, I'm going to play for the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, then, it's, then it's certainly worth a look. Right. I mean, I, you know, then the Patriots are like, what the heck, give it a shot. He's talented. Yeah. But he's not Randy Moss. He's a very different player. And Tom Brady's not the guy that he was when Moss was on the team. Yeah, and the Patriots of 2018. And, and, you don't have, and, and you and I have been going over, problem at left tackle. Well, if you've got a problem at left tackle, throwing deep is not going to be your forte. Yeah, get rid of it. And they're not the same team they were in 07. Like, look, they just right. were in the Super Bowl. Ball, but they're they're weaker Des right Bryant, now. Des Bryant's gotten to a point, Jim, where his best spot is the slot, and I think the team that does well with him is a team that's going to be able to slot him frequently. And I don't think the Patriots want to slot Des Bryant. I just mm. don't think that's what they want to do. Yeah. Um, I so as you say, there's other holes all over the team to take finite resources to bring in Des Bryant. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, maybe there was a time where it might have made sense. This is not that time. Uh, I think he's going either to Oakland. Then I think you're looking at maybe the, th- the three teams that could just do it would be the 49ers, which mm. might make some sense. Mm. Uh, the Jets, because the Jets have a ton of money and no alpha receiver. Mm. Um, uh, uh, who else? Who else? Oh, the Colts. Colts could be a destination, especially if they feel that luck is likely to play. Um, what a shitstorm that is with that, with luck. We still don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean it's, it's so t- this, the problem with the whole luck thing is they no longer are trustworthy. Right. So now anything they say, yeah, you don't know. Like, yeah, right. Right. Basically, until this guy's throwing a football and they let you see it, nobody's going to believe anything they say. Yeah. Um, you know, I, the, the fact that he's only throwing a small ball instead of a big ball, I, I don't think that's relative. I don't think that's a big deal uh, because he's on a whole new rehab timeline now. Um, 
you know, my feeling on Luck is that he's probably going to play this year and he'll probably be okay, but I, I can't sit here and tell people who are doubtful that it's irrational. No, I mean, the, the Colts have given you every reason to doubt the things they say. Exactly. And then people you know? wonder why McDaniel skipped down on him. Like, you know, it's, it, to me, it's obvious. Like, you can't, you can't get the information that you need about your biggest asset. Your owner's an absolute wild card and a chooch. I mean, they're unstable. <laughs> they make terrible decisions. And he's sitting there working for the smartest guy that's yeah. ever been in the league. And he says, what are you doing? Right. I think Having it's as simple said that, as that. I, I, I will say this. Their new GM seems better than the old GM. And I don't think Reich was a terrible hire. So if you're a Colt fan, maybe it's not all bad. Some upside there. Yeah, I, you know, uh, but but the uh, but just to your point, the only way things are ever are going to actually get sunny in Indy and stay sunny is if that owner learns the thing that many owners did manage to learn, which is let the football guys run the damn team. Yeah, um, you know, and stay out of the press. Yeah. They've got one of those guys that every now and then he just he can't help it. He has to go in and move furniture around. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, like, he's he, I think he hit it in the head. He can't help it. That's exactly yeah, like unstable. Daniel Snyder. Daniel Snyder can be a good boy for eighteen months. Yep, but then on month nineteen, when the medication when the medication wears off, yeah, yeah, Jerry Jones is the same kind of way. Yeah. you know they're they're their own worst enemy. Yep. Uh, anyway, let's so look. Brian, I think is going to probably have a very good year somewhere. Um, you know, in terms of fun places where he could go, I think to me, how about someone who could Ni- just launch the ball? Like you the know. Niners would be a team, and yeah. then Green Bay. I think I was thinking Green I, Bay too. It's so far outside of Green Bay's modus operandi, though. But then again, Thompson isn't the GM anymore, so who knows? Maybe there's a new kind of day mm. in Green Bay, but. What Dez needs is a confident quarterback who understands what Dez does well and where he wants the ball. Aaron Rodgers pretty much fits that bill. Um, I was thinking about Stafford in Detroit. He's not afraid to chuck. Too him. many receivers there. That's the problem. Yeah, you get. I, I, I absolutely yeah. agree with you. Stafford yeah. is an outstanding fit. Um, the problem is, you know, they've just got so a many lot guys of to feed. Yeah. Right, you know. Marvin so, Jones and Tate. And right, I mean, they're not going to bench Marvin Jones. They're not going to bench Tate. And now they've, they've got Galladay coming on. Uh, that's true. Yep. Uh, and they just brought in Patricia, who I think probably leans conservative. Uh, so I, yeah, I, just, I just don't see it. But Stafford definitely is the style QB. Get that makeup, for. yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know if Atlanta has any cap room. Mm. Matty Ice, yeah. even though he doesn't have a, a huge arm, does have that confidence to lay the ball out for an alpha player. So, I mean, well, I don't know. I guess that could conceivably be something. Probably not. If you look at priorities, I don't think Dez is a priority for them. They probably, you know, getting, getting some more defensive linemen would probably be a bigger priority. How about Newton? How about Carolina? Uh, yeah, Cam certainly would be a, a, a fit. Um, I don't know. I mean, Carolina, they've got so many issues on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know if I just don't know could they afford to do that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's an interesting question. I mean, certainly he'd be a interesting fit for Cam. Um, although, you know, the funny thing about Dez is he's sort of viewed as a deep threat. What he really is is a he's he's a size threat. I mean, he's a he, he's Keyshawn. He's like Keyshawn. Keyshawn was never a deep threat, but a big target. Yeah, Keyshawn's not a terrible comp actually. You know, he's a little bit 
He's a little more alpha than Keyshawn yeah. physically, not yeah. mentally. Keyshawn is as alpha mentally as it gets. Right. But, but physically, Dez can do a little bit more. Um, but, but, yeah, I like that comp. You know? Keyshawn was a big possession receiver, really what he was. You know right. What I mean? And I think the thing where you nail that is that they require the same type of quarterback. Yes. Where it's like, I don't care if he's open. I know if I put it in the right window, he'll come down with it. Yeah. And Rodgers, uh, Rodgers, Dez Rogers would be is very fun. Yeah. Yeah. It would be a lot of fun. Rodgers is perfect for him. Yeah. The, the, the QB thing fits. They could use a receiver, you know, unless they're going unless, unless to roll with Geronimo Allison as their third receiver. Um, so, and, and they are that kind of team where if you had Devontae and Dez and Cobb, now you have those three yeah. guys who they're totally different players. But from a positional standpoint, they can all run routes from all three of the primary receiving positions. Mm. So you can move Cobb. Like, very frequently you would see Cobb and Nelson switching spots and Adams. You never really know where they're going to line up. That's the kind of offense Des needs. The, The one thing that Cowboys really have killed him, they made him play a very static kind of football. Yeah. He was lining up in the same spot almost all the time. And, you know, Dak Prescott needs an open receiver. He doesn't like throwing. He, he's not a, you know, his ball placement isn't that great. He doesn't throw guys open. And he doesn't like chucking it up, you know, letting his guy go and get it. Yeah. He, he, he's still a growing quarterback. He's not there yet. Yeah, Romo was, Romo was willing just to kind oh, of chuck it, it and ex- let him go get exactly. it. Exactly. Like, yeah. like, when people are ripping on Dez, when they're giving you the anti-Dez argument, they give you the last three years. Well, what are the last three years? Yeah, Prescott. A, quarter, a wounded a quarterback Romo. Yeah. learning how to play. And right, the third year was not even a wounded Romo. It was no Romo. He yeah. barely played. It was, uh, it was what's-his-face, Brandon Whedon. Was a, that? a collection of backups. Yeah. So, you know, if, you know, has Bryant not played great the last three years? Yeah, that's fair to say. But is he as bad as the statistics, which are in the area of 700 yards a year and six touchdowns? No. If he'd had Romo, that would have been closer to 1,008. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's a free man right now. But I'm excited to see where he lands, and I think we'll be able to make a nice guess at what he's going to be once we... Once we know where he lands, it'd be smart for Green Bay too because that division's getting a little better. You know, they, well, see that's see you just went right where I. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, that's exactly because if you're Green Bay, as much as you want to remain static, Rodgers is going to be around forever. You don't, you know the, the idea with Rodgers isn't to win in five years. Yeah, win now. Right, so you've got to be looking at Minnesota and going, hmm. Yeah, we might have to counter some of what they're doing. Yeah, and the Bears yeah, and Bears are a bottom dweller, but they're getting they're going to get better. They've got some right. talent there. And, Minnesota and right Detroit. now is is John McClain in Nakatomi Plaza, right after he got the machine gun. Yeah, you know now we have a machine gun. They're badass. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So if if you're Green Bay, I think you're you know. It's never really good to think this way, but it's hard not to in this situation. Like, maybe we need to give our guy a little more ammo. Yep. Because Minnesota now is going to be bringing a tough defense and Kirk Cousins with a bunch of receivers in yeah. town. Yep. Yeah, I, you know. So and they were on the doorstep. They they were a bridesmaid last year. I mean, they were right there, right there. They gave it away. They gave right. the, They gave right. their Super Bowl ticket right. to a home they game, should. by the way, away. They choked. Yep, they did. Vikings choked. They absolutely I'm not trying do. to be a jerk about it, but they coughed it up in Philly. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they ran into a hot Nick Foles. What are you going to do? 
A you really well-schemed Nick Foles, too. You know, I saw... Uh, you, I mean, you just, we talked about this. Did we, yeah. did we talk after the Super Bowl? I yeah, yeah. Well, Peter, we, Peterson, we were, it, like... Jumping right into the combine stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you have to give them so much credit. Peterson for, was unbelievable in that game, yeah. in that playoffs. He really was. He, hats yeah. off, man. He Belichicked Belichick. He did. He, he did. came in and said, the only way we beat these guys is if we throw everything at them. Yeah, and they did. <laughs> and they did. Yeah. <laughs> I said, no, we did talk about it. I said, they're going to be like... It's what you want to see in the Super Bowl, quite yeah. honestly. You, you guys Two teams throwing everything at each oh, other. Oh, we did talk about this. As I said, they need, yeah. they need to go out. They need to be Hoosiers, Seabiscuit, Rocky, and Rudy all in one. You got to And NC State. you got to go for it. And they did. That's off. Rudy was on the other day. Man. Rudy, I watched it. It was great. Yeah, I stayed up to like you know, on a school night. I stayed up to like like twelve thirty, which yeah, I know I sound a hundred years old when I say that, but trust me, when you get to be my age, twelve thirty on like a Wednesday is a tough pull. And I, and I, I was cutting onions as usual, man. <laughs> that movie gets me every time. Oh yeah. I everybody everybody says that they 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 get misty at the the Jersey thing. For me, it's when he sacks the QB. I just, I can't handle it. Yeah, it's I start getting misty. No, <laughs> when he I'm, comes around the corner and sacks I'm, the I, I'm, I'm sobbing the whole way. Like, every time someone tells him he can't, I get, you know, every time, like, you know, when the pre- he's getting on the bus and the priest is like, college isn't for everybody, son. Like, I mean, all those little, mo- he's at the bus so stop. So people told yeah. you that. No. He's on the bus stop with his dad. Like, his dad's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that, that gets me. The whole thing gets me, you know? See a oh, lot man. of myself in old Rudy, you know. So yeah, like, <laughs> I'm a blubbering idiot during that. With whole the thing. exception of your dad working in a steel mill, yeah, you, you've definitely got some. There's some. There's some traits there. No question. Uh, no question. <laughs> I could definitely see you like getting the snot kicked out of you by the starters. Oh um, yeah, yeah. But I got up, man. I got up. Kept getting up. Oh, man. It, it, what is it about Sean Astin? He always gets himself into these freaking, like, <laughs> these, you know, he's, like, not the greatest actor on the planet, but he gets these, like, really high-profile roles. He was know? great in Lord of the Rings. He was, oh, yeah, no, Sam's Sam great. Right More naked hose. More naked hose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> full, full stop. Just go right, on YouTube, qu- folks. Quarterbacks, and, quarterbacks, and, quarterbacks, go, quarterbacks. Go on YouTube and, uh, and, and YouTube... Um, Potatoes by Sam in Lord of the Rings, and see what happens. Right. You might find something called Monique and Oates. No, no, no. All right. They don't edit this, man. You got to stop talking. Oh, no, we're fine. We're fine. Bugger it. We haven't been in here in a while. Let's go. Let's go for it. So anyway, um, we got a draft coming up in two weeks from yesterday, and there's some quarterbacks, and and my team, the New England Patriots, have a need. And your team, the Jets have a lot of needs, but one of them is quarterback. And I was going to say the Jets. The Jets should rename should rename themselves the Needs. That would be a <laughs> New York Needs. That would be a good. That'd be a good way to go. The New York that. wants and needs green with envy. I but mean, you know, just... but the right guy might pop to you if they. I mean, they have a history of doing the wrong thing. You know, like uh, they got the moron from Penn State a couple of years ago. What was? Uh, you... He's not a moron. He just can't. He throw. can't play quarterback. Yeah, what's his face? Uh, I laughed when they took him hack in the second cheese. round. Yeah, hack and cheese. That's right. So, you know, but uh, the way it's shaken out in terms of if you believe the rumor mills, I mean, you might get Baker Mayfield popping in at, at uh, the, third, the third slot. What do you think I, I have no reason to believe that the Jets will take him if they get him. Mm. You know, what, 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 what is it? What is it? What is that Alec Baldwin line? And uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, I'd, I'd wish you good luck, but you wouldn't know what to do with it if you got it. <laughs> right. I mean, that's the Jets. Yeah. And by the way, what are they thinking? I mean, did you see what they gave up to move up three spots? Oh, they gave up. A, they gave up. Uh, they gave up a second round pick yeah. for every spot they moved up. I know. I know. 
They gave up. They had two second round picks this year. Now they got none. Well, they better. They better know. They better know their guy is going to be there. Whoever well, the guy that's is. That's the thing. I keep hearing articles about oh, the Jets. Hope this guy. Hope. Yeah, you make a move hope. like that, you better know. You give up four picks so you can hope. Yeah, you need to know. That's bad business. I mean, if that's what they did, they're well. I already think they're idiots, so I can't go there. But it's got to be Mayfield. It's got to be. Doesn't it? There's no lock that Mayfield will be there, and but what's worse is that he probably will be, and I have no reason to believe that he's the guy they want. If if you look at it from like an archetype standpoint, he's not. Mayfield's not the kind of guy that they go after so far. They've gone after Bryce Petty. They've gone after Christian Hackenberg. Mm. The, 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 if you go by the Jets' history as a guide to the future, they want Allen, which is terrifying. Mm. Even though I, I am not as down on Josh Allen as most of the world seems to be. He's the guy that's got bust alert written on him, though, doesn't well, right. he? Right. You yeah. don't give up four picks to take Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. It's too risky. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I, you know, if they if they stood at six and took Josh Allen, I'd say okay, well, maybe okay, you know. But giving up all of that to go up and take a risk? Yeah, he seems like a fifty-fifty shot to me. That guy, you know, well, what I mean? right? And some I injury he, there too, right? Well, that's yeah. See, that's the other thing with Allen is nobody talks about all the screws in his throwing shoulder. Yeah, it's like that's not good. Yeah, so yeah, I. I uh, screws aren't good. Take it from a Boston fan. With, uh, <laughs> with, 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 screws are bad. With you know, with uh, Kyrie Irving, screws aren't good. <laughs> well, you know, look. If if the Jets get Baker Mayfield, I, I'll be happy because I'm Mayfield. Probably is my top rated guy. Yeah, he's probably my favorite QB in this class, and, and this is a really good QB class. I, I don't know if. Enough people, maybe enough people are saying that. I'm, I'm not sure. I've got my head so deep in film, I'm not sure what all the buzzes mm. are right now. I'm getting them confused, uh, to be honest with you. Between Darnold and Rosen, May- Mayfield's the one who kind of stands out. Between Darnold and say, Rosen and I Allen, they're Allen kind of when I mean to say Rosen and Rosen when yeah. I mean to say Allen. Those three <laughs> I'll kind admit that. Those the two three, Joshes are throwing. Yeah, those three kind of blend together with me. So the guy who kind of stands out is Mayfield and Lamar Jackson, who, who it's interesting. Commentary from uh, from the goat yesterday saying he's a beast. I mean, I don't know what that, if that translates to anything, but I said to you several weeks ago, you know, I think it'd be interesting. And this is before the Patriots made the trade to get to twenty three. I'd be interesting at thirty one if they were like, hey, you know what? Maybe I liked what I saw with Jacoby Brissett a couple of years ago, and I want to try something different at sixty five years old. Acting as Belichick, yeah, I, 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 I don't think I they'll be, do it. But I'd be blown away if the Patriots passed on Jackson at thirty one. I don't think there's any way he gets there. He's just too high on their board. You know, but if he like does, it. I don't see any way the Patriots would pass on that guy. He's too good. He's too talented. Patriots when they made smart, when they made the trade, it kind of felt like I don't think hmm. Jackson gets to him at twenty three. To be honest, yeah, I wonder if he doesn't get past Buffalo, right? Because Buffalo, somebody's going to say, "Hey, this guy." Here's the thing. For me, Buffalo's I'd love to see Jackson go to the Patriots because it would give him what he needs, which is good coaching schooling. and time. Yeah, schooling. Um, because there's so many things I want that kid to learn before they throw him to the wolves. Um, and in New England, he would learn those things, and he would have a chance of having a great career because he is a special kind of talent. Yeah, and you don't have to throw um, him in there right away. And all the yeah. nonsense about changing positions is just nonsense. Why would you? Why would you move him to a replaceable position when he might be a great quarterback? Yeah. It's just stupid. Um, you know, I mean, does he, does he have a bus factor? Sure, he's got a bus factor. All these guys have bus factors. Um, but on balance, he's an amazing prospect. You know, and, and he's going to need some time. I think his 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 
QB-specific footwork needs work. But, you know, if you look at him, and he's more than athletic enough to make the necessary changes. Uh, and I don't even have that big a problem with his arm slot if he can get it consistent. Mm. Um, I, you know, I don't mind the way he throws the football, but his release point moves a little bit from throw to throw. He needs to get that thing hammered down so it's the same each time. And this, if, I don't know if you remember the conversations we had like four years ago on Blake Bortles. Yeah, I do. But the thing that drove me nuts about Bortles wasn't so much that he was unorthodox, although I certainly didn't like that. It was the fact that his arm slot was different from throw to throw. Mm, and if you look at him as a pro, it's exactly what the damn problem is. This yeah. guy doesn't have a consistent arm slot. Um, it's, if you look at all the great quarterbacks, the non-duress throws are always the same. You don't, Tom Brady doesn't have six different throwing motions. Oh, they, show, they show it all the time with the, when they do the, the yellow line with his motion. It's the same yeah. all yeah. the time. Yeah, and he's he works at it. and repeatable. It's, it's yeah. extremely important because it's like the sight on a gun. <laughs> you want, it needs to be in the same place every time. Um, so that's something I want to see for Jackson. Um, and it's, by the way, it's also something Josh Allen needs to do. Yeah, apparently. He's, yeah. he's got a lot of different release points. And the thing is, He's fun to watch. Josh Allen makes a lot of really, really good throws. Um, so he's one of those guys where it's like, okay, if we can have more of quarterback A and less of quarterback B, this could really work. Mm. The question is, can he get to the place where the people are that can help him get from point A to point B? Because he's not at point B yet. Yep. Uh, so, so much of this is going to have to do with guys going to teams that aren't going to abuse them as rookies. Yeah, uh, Lamar Jackson, I mean, look, I, I, th- I, want, I want the Patriots to get everything that they need, okay? And, and if, they, if they went left tackle and playmaking linebacker and, at 23 and 31, I'd be very happy. That said, if they, sure. could, if they could get the playmaking linebacker that, errs, that can help them in the second round, and they pick up Lamar Jackson, I'd be very intrigued by that, and it would be a great l- landing place for him. Because everything that you said, he has an opportunity to, to learn. Linebackers don't cost a lot of money. I mean, the Patriots might be able to trade for a linebacker. There's a nice one in Alabama, yeah. though, that's, uh, that they, I think they have their eye on, which is always you know anyone coming sure. from that program. You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. I mean, if, if they're going to the draft, they need to find a guy where they're like, we can, we can make use of this guy right, right, right now. away. Yep. Um, if they find a guy like that, yeah, I, I agree. Um, but th- th- this is a deep QB class. I've got six guys that are solid QB1 level prospects. That's rare to have that many yeah. quarterbacks. And what we didn't even talk about was Mason Rudolph. You know, we talked no, about he's number six. Oh, I, there you I, go. I, yeah. I like Mason Rudolph quite a bit. And, and he's another one where he's so perfect for the Patriots because what does he need? He needs time. Yep. Um, he's a guy where the, you, you can sort of see that, that motion is very close to being there. Uh, he needs a little bit of help throwing to his right. Um, but he's a guy who can make throws on all three levels of the field. Big, smart, hard worker, you know, uh, two years behind Brady for him would just be perfect. Yeah. Uh, so th- there's definitely a couple QBs in this class uh, that I could see working. I know a lot of people like Laletta. I was going to say, what about the guys? What about the lower level guys? Like the three guys that come to mind are, uh, are, are Luke, are Falk, Luke Falk, Kyle Laletta, and then recently we're hearing a lot about this guy Mike White from Western Kentucky. Yeah, but well, White White has a lot in common with Brady in terms of big, strong, good arm, lack of mobility. Um, he would be a good. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know how much I would pay for Mike White, 
but yeah, I mean, as a developmental behind Brady kind of prospect, sure, I I, I would have no problem with that. Um, I, I, there's a lot of QBs in this class I like. There are at least 13 quarterbacks in this class mm. who I think can play. Um, you know, whether now obviously they're not all going to have good NFL careers, but you know, um, a guy that Coach and I were watching the other day, and it's like, wow, this guy can really throw. He's a little older. He's been, you know, he's moved from one school to the other. But Texas Tech's uh, Nick Shimanek mm. can really throw the football, uh, and he's you know, six three, two twenty five, uh, really solid developmental prospect. Um, so I, you know, there's a, a lot of ways. That's to a Patriots deep. That's a go. deep one. I remember when we talked back around the combine. I think he was yeah. on like your honorable mentions, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, we got some more film on him, and he's impressive, uh, just in terms of the way he spins it, you know, and he's got some size to him. He, I, I, I like him. Um, he's a little, he's on the older side. I think he might be, might be the oldest QB in this class of, you know, in terms of my top 20 guys, uh, except, of course, for Jeremiah Briscoe, who has a grandchild. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, another guy I really like, although I don't know if he's a Patriot fit, is the kid from Wake Forest, this kid John Wolford. John Wolford, yeah, I remember you him. You know, he's, he, he's sort of like Baker Mayfield light. He, he, Wolford really reminds me of Drew Brees. Like, if he could put on another 5 to 10 pounds, he would be very close to, it, like, a young Drew Brees. Um, I would love to see him go to, like, the Saints and the third or fourth round, fifth, sixth round even, who knows. Or uh, <laughs> Wolford could, could not get drafted. I mean, uh, you know, another guy who we really like, but we thought we were sort of judging him on his listed weight, and he was playing at like 190 or 195 or something at Memphis. But Riley Ferguson, you know, he came in the combine at 212. Mm. At 212, I could see him making it. So there's a lot of guys. Uh, and I, I'm with you on Luke Falk. I think Falk's a guy who sort of looks like a Patriot quarterback to me, um, and he's a guy who could use another 10 pounds and some time, and Patriots can help him with that. That's uh, a guy that we heard early. The two guys we heard early yeah, around I like here him. were Luke Falk and Kyle Laletta. As, yeah. as like, you know, those are the guys who are going to be there maybe end of the second round or, or, or the yeah. third round. I'm not even sure the Patriots have a third-round pick. I'm looking right now. Um, and those are the guys. But then recently it's been this Mike White guy. So, uh, yeah, it'd be I, I, You know, the Mike White thing is not crazy. I mean, uh, the thing about Mike White is I don't think he can, you know, if Brady rolls an ankle week three, I don't think you'll want Mike White playing week four this year. Mm. Um, but I guess uh, the answer to that is, is Brian Hoyer. Hoyer. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the guy. So, so yeah, so, so the, so the not Pat, a huge problem. Yeah, so the Pats have uh, two in the first, two in the second, and then they've got the third at 95. Right. That's where some people are projecting either right. Luke Folk no, or no, Kyle Oletta. No fourth, no fifth. Yeah, then, they, then they're right. in the sixth and the seventh, the uh, right. couple in the sixth and then one in the so seventh. So for them, they need to make a quarterback move. By the third round. Yeah, by, the third by round. pick 95. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's right. No. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, you know, I, 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 the Patriots are definitely going to be able to get a quarterback. The question is, who do they love? Yeah. I, 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 the one thing I, that I've heard that I don't agree with is that Lawletta is like an, uh, another Garoppolo. My film work does not back that up what do you for what see? it's worth. I just don't see him as a Jimmy Garoppolo kind of player. I don't mm. think they're comparable. Um, Loletta doesn't get the ball out as quickly, and his release isn't anywhere near as compact as Garoppolo. Gar- Garoppolo's college film sort of blew me away. I was like, wow, this guy's good. Yeah. Um, I mean, Loletta is interesting. I like him, but it's not 
it does, he doesn't blow me away the way Garoppolo did. I remember talking to you when we were talking about ranking the quarterbacks and talking about Garoppolo. And I'll never forget in the second round when Willie McGinnis went up and made the pick for the Patriots, and just saying it with such confidence, I'm like, all right, Pete nailed this one. I was I was pumped. You know what I mean when we. Read that he's scouting report a bunch of times. Look, and he's a happy clam in uh, in San Francisco. They're they're loading up, man. Yeah, the only thing Garoppolo really, to me, still has to prove is that he can get beat up, yeah, durability, and hang in there and stay available and play through the pounding in the NFL. They they did a good job of keeping him clean last year. They were in a position where they didn't have to, you know, have him, you know, push to win. You know, they can just basically Jimmy. Keep it clean. Get the ball out of there. Don't yeah. take any. Of and they thing. waited a while. They waited right. a few weeks, you know, which was smart, you know. Right, then, right. But this year, the pressure is going to be for the 49ers to make the playoffs. Oh yeah. So now they're going to be weeks where Garoppolo, I think, will be taking more hits. And and to me, that's where we're really going to find out about Garoppolo is once he has a couple of games that are rough and tumble, can he hang in there, stay available, keep playing well um, when he may be at a slightly diminished capacity. Uh, if if he gets past that hurdle, you know we got a potentially great quarterback in our hands. Yeah, well, the the framework that I have is your conversation at the combine in 2014. Was it Todd Christensen saying that this durability? Jeff Christensen, Jeff yeah. Christensen was yeah. it was going to be a concern, and then you know yeah. in his fifth and quarter, that was a personal story from him because he came from the same college program that Garoppolo right. did and was drafted, I think, in the fifth round of the NFL, and that was his biggest thing was. The difference of getting hit from that level to the NFL level was just like a huge, like stepping on a rake. Yeah. Like reality just really coming up and biting you. Um, but Garoppolo was afforded plenty of time to build his body up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I've said this many times, but it's the kind of thing that I just, it, it bears repeating whenever it's appropriate. Um, and this goes all the way back to the late 90s, but the Parcells Belichick coaching chain one of the best coaching chains in terms of off-season strength and conditioning programs. It always has been. They're among the best of the best. Um, and they, you know, it, it's one of the things that made Tom Brady what he is. Uh, and, you know, Garoppolo, same thing. Yep. They're really good at saying, they're really good at saying, okay, here's what this guy is. Here's what he can be after we've had him for X period of time. Yeah, people forget, you know, Brady first needed to bulk up. And, and then, then came the, you know, as he matured and his needs changed, then came the pliability and the flexibility and the gummy right. stuff. Right. TB12 is all well and good once you've already, achieved, uh, once you've already amassed the body mass. Yeah. Um, I think, and it's interesting, I, you know, I, it doesn't surprise me that Belichick's like, yeah, Tommy, whatever you need to do. You know, you're 40 years old. You know your body better than anybody. You're a pro. You know exactly where you need to be and why you need to be there work with your guy, but having Gronk work with that guy? Yeah. No, not so much. Different position. <laughs> right, yep. different position. He's not 40. He isn't as responsible as you. Right. We want him doing it our way, yep. uh, and it doesn't, surpri- it doesn't shock me at all that that was a bone of contention, and I don't fault Belichick one bit for fighting for what he wants. Yeah, me either, man. I, I, we talked about it in the studio. We talked about it on our show, which will be coming back hopefully as early as July. That's what I'm pushing for. But um, is that, you know, Guerrero, he's done a great job for Brady, but he's an opportunist, man. He's, he's an opportunist. And I just don't like that whole thing. And I think Belichick put his foot down, and I applaud him for doing it. Yeah, I, I, and the thing is, look, what, what even like, look, let's, let's have Guerrero as an unknown. I don't know him. 
it doesn't really matter, right? The one thing you can say pretty clearly is that Guerrero isn't working with Belichick's people, right? right? Yeah. He doesn't know what Belichick wants. Right, he's doing his and, own thing. It's his own, right. yeah, his own, his, right, his own program, his own agenda, right. his own philosophy, his own everything. Right. Tommy can go off the reservation. Nobody else gets to go off the reservation. Exactly. And I think that, I, I mean, I could be wrong on that, but that's the way I see it. Well, Gronk's close. You know, Gronk probably could, but, it's, but, but that's not what's best for him, I don't think. You Gronk's know? special. Gronk's the best tight end in history. Yep. But from the neck up, he's not Tom Brady. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> I think that's a good way to close it out. I, that, that's, that's a good drop the mic. Um, but we will, uh, Pete and I are going to be back. Are we done? Yeah, we've been going an hour, man. Are we really? Are we in an hour? I think we are. Well, let's, let's, let's hit a little bit of QBs here. Let's talk. Let's, right. let's go back to my nightmare just so we can get this off what my the chest. Jets goes. Well, let's, let's just talk about the top of the draft and then what happens and how this can sort of get into the dominoes that could end up affecting our listeners in the New England okay. audience, right? Yeah. So uh, this draft is so compelling, right? Because the Browns have two of the first four picks, and they're idiots. Yep, and, sure are. And they have needs, and let's not even get into the whole Sashi Brown thing, which is like taken on a life of its own on the Internet. <laughs> they got Sashi Brown T-shirts they're selling on Amazon now. It, it's it's I, You know what? I... It's so crazy. The whole this this the Browns have become this microcosm for like everything that's wrong with football. You know what I mean? It wouldn't do, it wouldn't surprise me if they took like if they went and took Barkley just because they keep hearing that he's the best player in the draft and then they go and do, you know what I'm <laughs> well, saying? You know the Browns now have the air quote football guys in charge. Yes, and and you know maybe I could try to buy into that if they didn't keep Hugh Jackson around. Like what is that about? That's unbelievable. The, the, the one thing that just makes no sense. Is that Jackson still there? I, you know, like you. Okay, you want to get rid of the analytics guy and bring in the football guys. You know, whatever. Go ahead. Why are they keeping he's a football coach who's won once in two years? I mean, it's, he's awful. It's awful. I mean, and, 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 well, and right, it's not like he won somewhere else before there. He, he didn't do well in his prior gigs. So terrible. Uh, you know, he's a he, he's, Hugh Jackson has all the looks and appearances of a Peter Principal guy, right? Yeah, he's he's asking to get fired by this performance. Right, this guy belongs as a quarterback coach or an offensive coordinator. He's pretty good at that stuff. To date, has not. <laughs> gotten it done as a head coach. It, it, this situation screams at there's something we don't know. It's, you know, it, it's, it's screaming there's like something under the surface that we don't know. All I like can say have, is Cleveland... Like they already have a deal with Jim Harbaugh, but Harbaugh wouldn't come this season. Right. It, it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like something like that. It, it smells a lot like what happens in Cincinnati, and Cincinnati and Cleveland aren't that far away from each other. So, you know, there's something weird in, uh, happening in Ohio. I just, there but, really is something yeah. weird happening there, too, because Marvin Lewis... They basically all but said he was gone. And I know. I mean, he's like Jason. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Poor Bengals fans. They must see, that guy must just be like zombieing towards them in their dreams. Yeah, <laughs> they have to hate him. Oh my God, he's just he is Jeff Fisher wet. Uh, East. I hate <laughs> I hate him for them. If that makes uh, any sense, you know what I'm saying. Some of these dinosaur coaches, you just, I, I don't know. But but anyway, so you've got you've got the freaking Browns there at the one spot. Since there's no way to know what they're going to do, it's really tough to see how the rest of this falls. You got the Giants at two, who clearly need a quarterback. Yeah, but are sort of messing around. Like maybe they're not going to do that. I, I, I and Gettleman is another guy where good luck figuring out what that guy's thinking. Yeah. So the first two picks of the draft are really. I mean, you have to think they're going to be quarterbacks. Mm. 
You would think. But who the heck knows? I, I, and here's the thing. If you're the Browns, if, like, hypothetically, if you're the Browns, and you actually get real information that the Giants aren't going quarterback, you could use that to not go quarterback yourself. I know. You could pick them at four. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Because if the Giants aren't going quarterback and you don't go quarterback, then you're going to get a top two guy at four. So it's, 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 a, it's an odd little situation in terms of like all the head games that could ultimately be played. But, I mean, look, I think the Browns are probably going to take a quarterback. But what makes it crazy is that, I mean, if, if you listen to the pundits, it's Josh Allen. That's crazy. But, but, I mean, I'm just saying, if you go around all the people who are like, what I'm hearing, like all the people who, in theory, could hear something, mm. and if you go by what they're saying, Josh Allen is the guy they're hearing the most. That's the dice roll guy. I mean, to me, it's, yeah. <sighs> well, you see, you know, it's funny. Everybody's talking about Allen's accuracy, right? And, well, you know, nobody that's been this inaccurate has ever been any good. And, blah, 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 blah. and, and look, I think the the... the, the the draft community, the draftnik community, whatever you want to call it, they've done a good job at isolating the problem with the player. I think that's exactly the thing you need to focus on with Josh Allen. But the thing that they're not talking about is what if he fixes this? Yeah, how good he could be. He could not, be. Yeah. You know, like the, 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 I hear a lot of people approaching it as if this is an unfixable thing. I assure you, it's not. It's a fixable thing. Mm. Doesn't mean it's going to get fixed. And if you throw this guy out there playing games as a rookie, it probably won't get fixed. But the thing about Allen is, as you say, you said 50 50. Let's just go with 50 50. Yep. Okay? Sure, 50% bust rate. But what if he hits? Yeah. You really <laughs> you know, got something if, there. Right. If this guy hits, you got like a six foot, you know, six foot six, 245 pound guy who throws lasers. So, you know. We like to kill the, you know, the dinosaur football community, whatever you want to call them, the guys who refuse to accept analytics and all this nonsense or whatever it is. But there's a reason we like big, strong-armed quarterbacks. Yeah, there's <laughs> you know? been a good history of them in the league, that's for sure. Right. I mean, there's, there is a reason to be tall and athletic and strong. You know, these are good traits. But, so, can, but can a guy like Hugh Jackson and whoever is under him be the people who fix it? Well, see, that's – see, all right. You just you, you you just flanked me. Good call. That, that's exactly what I'm wondering. This is he ruined Kessler two years ago. Yep. He ruined Kaiser last year. Yeah. Hey, let's get him another fragile quarterback with problems. See if you can ruin him. Yeah. So again, it comes to the why are you keeping Hugh Jackson around if you're about to take a young quarterback? It's just the whole thing is odd. Don't make but, no sense. But let's say they take Allen. If they take Allen as a Jet fan, I'm very happy. Because it means the Jets can't take Allen. Right. And now the Jets are either going to get Darnold, which would make me very happy, Mayfield, which would make me very happy, or Rosen, which I could live with, even though I don't love him. Mm. Um, And and Rosen's a guy, if there's one quarterback where I'm going to watch more film between now and draft day, it's him. I've gone through his games twice. I'm thinking of maybe actually taking a third tour of duty on Josh Rosen. Um, My problem with him is... Love him when he's on script. If he gets protection and an open receiver, he is money. Mm. Not a fan of him off script. Mm. So there's going to be a lot of off script in the NFL, right? Yep. So I'm he's the kind of guy where I'd I really would like to see him not play as a rookie, build up his body, learn the system, let the team that acquires him figure out how they want to protect him, make sure you have some receivers that can actually be open. So like if you're the Jets, okay. Play McCown for a year. Absolutely. 
I could sort of live with that. Um, but personally, I, to me, Mayfield's the guy. Mm. Mayfield, he's got one problem. Well, maybe two. But the big problem is he's short. And it is a problem, by the way. Like, you hear a lot of people now wanting to talk, well, it's been proven short quarterbacks are good. No, it hasn't. It's been proven that if you're great and short, you can make it. Yeah, That's like, what's been proven. Yeah. Okay? You, there are people who are so exceptional that they can play at about six feet. That's true. If you're Breeze or Russell Wilson, it can be done. Yeah. But that's pretty much who you need to be. Yeah. So it's, you know, there's two sides to the coin, and you know, people tend to focus on one or the other. Well, you've got to be a magician like Tarkington or Flutie, you know? Right. Well, and, and Tarkington, you know, you know, Tarkington played in a time where the offensive linemen were not quite as tall. Right. They were like 230. <laughs> right, it's a little, but, you know, it's a little different. And, you know, and Tarkington obviously moved around a lot. Um, and, you know, Flutie, Flutie was an interesting quarterback. He was in exile for 16 years or whatever yeah. it was, you know. Flutie's, Flutie's so easy to love, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, 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 but anyway, a couple things about Mayfield. Mayfield is taller than Breeze. You know, Mayfield's between 6'1". Six six yeah. So it's, he's definitely... He's acceptable height. Uh, just barely, yes. The other thing about Mayfield, he's got surprise. The more I watch him, the more I'm like, wow. You know, the first couple times I watched him, I'm like, you know, the arm's adequate. That arm's adequate. The more mm. I watch it, it's like, you know, that's a pretty big arm. Mm. <laughs> this kid can really throw the ball. Mm. Um, and the more I watch him, the more I love him. And the thing about Mayfield is, of all the quarterbacks in this class, he's the one who can play right now. Like, if, if you want to draft and play a quarterback, it's Mayfield that's or maybe Darnold. Uh, Darnold is the guy who is a good guy to take number one overall because Darnold has the makeup to go play for a bad team, get his ass kicked for a year, come back and shake it off. Yeah, kind of like uh, I was going to ask you, but like if if any of these guys remind you of of Goff because Goff got thrown to the wolves with a terrible coach, then found a good coach, and yeah. a year later became a really good player. Right. Well, none of them are analogous to Goff for me, just because they all—all all these guys have arms. Mm. Like Goff doesn't have much of an arm. No, he's more like a Pennington type. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Pennington, quite frankly, with less accuracy. You know, Pennington was deadly accurate. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, but this—I mean, this is a really good quarterback class. But to me, Mayfield's the guy where if if he's going to play right away, that's the guy I would take. And for the Jets. You traded away basically two drafts. Yeah, you got to be right. You yeah. can't take a bust. You take a bust, you just set yourself back like what three years? Yeah, and they could have sat and kept all those picks at six and probably still gotten you know a, 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 a functional quarterback. You know, I, I don't want to kill them on this because I don't. I can't get inside their heads and I can't look at their board. You know, if their board says we're taking Mayfield or Rosen and we're fine with either one of them, okay, fine, I can live with that. But if their board's like, we think we have a decent chance of getting Allen, mm. then I just, I want to, I want to, I want to... Put your fist <laughs> through a wall. <laughs> I want to do some things that I can't say over the air. <laughs> well, I, on the know, air or on the internet, so you can yeah, say whatever just, you want. No, I, I'm talking about the kind of things the FBI <laughs> yeah. would want to talk to me about. Uh, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's hard for a Jet fan to be optimistic. These are the same, as you said, these are the people who brought us Hackenberg. Yeah. Yeah, you know these are the people who took Bryce Petty, even though it was pretty obvious there was a mental disconnect with that player, and then when it didn't work out, said, "Well, let's try Hackenberg." 
Yeah, and like, and, and, and really... And, you know, the definition of insanity starts to come into play. Yeah, here. do the same thing over and over. Right. And I, but the thing is, like, those two, with those two players, there's really not a lot in common with them. You know, so it's like, uh, there's no consistency in their judgment. That's a concern as well. Well, there's a consistency in their judgment being poor. Right, that's for sure. <laughs> and, and being poor in the same exact way. Yeah. Um, so that's the scary thing, is that if you look at the Jets' history... Al, it screams, Allen's the guy if he's there. So I just, if, if the Browns take Allen to start the draft, I will immediately open a drink. <laughs> I will immediately pour myself be happy. a lag of Owen. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Shame you can... if, if the Jets take Josh Allen, I will open a new bottle of Lagavulin. <laughs> I will turn. I will yeah. change the channel on the TV to YouTube, yeah. and I will put on that 40-minute-long Nick Offerman thing where he's just drinking the lag drinking Lagavulin and staring at a, at a log. Yeah, it's, it's a shame you couldn't get my video I sent you the other day. I'll have to. I could text it to you, but I don't want to take up too much of your data. You know. Yeah, nothing came through. It's all good. <laughs> all, right. Um, all right, so th- th- that's the basic thing with the quarterbacks. I, I love this class. It's 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 such a good quarterback class. And you and I talked about this back when the Garoppolo trade happened. Yeah. You know, the Patriots are smart enough to need a quarterback at the right time. Yeah. And as much as the, the Garoppolo thing's painful, you know, I think what we saw with the way he played, it's just it's pretty clear that the Patriots couldn't keep that kid on the bench another year. No. Yeah. So the, the, for them to keep Garoppolo meant they had to get rid of Brady. Yep. So for, for, for I was ready to say goodbye. I said that. No, I know you <laughs> were. And, and, well, no, I give you credit yeah, for that. Yeah. You know, and, and I think I, my takeaway is that I think Belichick felt the same way. He did. He did. You well, know, Uncle Bob got involved. Yeah, I don't think Belichick wanted to keep Garoppolo. I think he wanted to move on. Belichick said it all when he drafted him. And if, this is the quote everybody missed. When everyone's like, why'd he draft him? Why'd he draft him? Why'd he draft him? He actually told you. He said, I don't think that's a position you ever want to be behind in. Right there. He said it. Now, yeah. it turns out they were Patriots a year early. Have, Patriots have arguably the greatest quarterback ever, and they keep drafting quarterbacks. Yeah. And they're the smartest team in football. So what's your takeaway? <laughs> right. They, they value the position. They know they're right. going to need one. Smartest success. team in football, has the best quarterback, keeps taking quarterbacks. Yep. Yeah, we're still arguing about this. I, I know. <laughs> I wonder when Baker Mayfield's go, when, when he's going to land, and wouldn't that be interesting if he fell to twenty three? Rationally, he should be a Jet. Oh, no, I'm sorry, right. not, not not Baker Mayfield. I was thinking about the kid from uh, from Oklahoma State they were talking about earlier. I'm wondering if he could fall. Um, uh, Mason Rudolph. Oh, Mason Rudolph. Yeah, yeah. If, I wonder if he could. Mason fall to Rudolph. I think I, to me. My, if, if we're talking about the top six quarterbacks, it seems like Jackson and Rudolph have the best chance to become Patriots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd love to see Jackson as a Patriot just because... The fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just sets them up perfectly. And you get a player, like if the Patriots have... They could even use him this year. You could do some fun well, that, things with him and Patterson. That's, you know? that's exactly what I was going to yeah. say. You actually have a player where you could use him... I, I, again, I don't want to sound like Bill Polian here. I'm not saying he shouldn't be a quarterback, but he's too good of an athlete to just not use him at all. Yeah, you could Cordell Stewart him for a couple plays. You, you, could, I mean? you could do Cordell stuff with him. You could do stuff. I mean, hey, Brady ran a route in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, dropped the okay, pass. Okay, well, he can, run a, he can run a few routes next year, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, or, or, you know, the Patriots could just every now and then do a series with Jackson. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know how Brady would feel about that. I think, he, I think he'd be all right. You know, yeah, I, I sort of do too. But yeah. it, 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 he, 
you know, again, that, that saying I like to use, he's another club in your bag. Yeah. Um, and, I, I, you know, we've seen what they do with, a, with one of the greatest pocket passers in history. We know what Belichick does with him. It would be fun to see what he would do with the exact opposite. I'll close with this. I'll close with this, which is two things. I think a lot of people who cover and follow the Patriots and the Patriots themselves uh, had a, a bit of a watershed moment when they saw what Deshaun Watson did. And I think that kind of opens the door to Lamar Jackson. The other thing I'll say in my closing is uh, the one time I've ever seen since their first Super Bowl victory, I've ever seen Belichick smile the way he did. It's when he ripped off, when, when Jacoby Brissett ripped off that 35-yard touchdown in his only start against the Texans on a Thursday night game. And at that moment, I said, now that was fun for Belichick. And I'm just wondering if it's 65 years old and the end of the Brady era upon us and all the offseason BS and the Super Bowl loss and Guerrero and all this shit, if he just wants to have some fun again. And Lamar Jackson might be the key. Just a thought. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't even... Yeah, I mean... I. You're right, Belichick did smile. Yeah, he did. He did. Doom smile. <laughs> but it, the, the, the thing that my head immediately went to is this argument I had with my biology teacher about, I don't know, 32 <laughs> years, years ago. ago. <laughs> and he, my, my biology teacher told me that dogs can't smile. <laughs> so the joke here is that, you know, just because it looks like a smile doesn't mean it's a smile. Dogs can smile. Schmoggy smiles all the time. Well, that's no, it was the funniest thing. He, he tells our class, dogs can't smile. You've never seen 32 arms go up in unison. Like, yeah. I was like, no, my dog smiles. Yes, yeah. I actually got a cat to smile once, if you can believe that. And I hate cats. Not as much as our buddy Mike Gorham. Yeah, I got to get out of here, man. All right. All right. Let's, let's close this thing up. But my last thing is, Lamar Jackson... Maybe maybe he could put a smile on Belichick's face, but the reason they take him is because they can win games with him. Yeah. Oh no, no doubt. Maybe we'll see. Just give me a the left. Only th- that's the only thing Belichick. Give me a left tackle and a playmaking linebacker and another linebacker, and then take whatever quarterback you want. That's kind everybody of everybody loves to say. Everybody loves to say that coaches, you know, bad coaches play not to lose. That whole thing. Yep. But the truth of the matter is, Belichick and Parcells have been playing that way for years. Minimize the mistakes. Yeah. Their whole right, their whole mindset is don't do the things that cause defeat. Yeah, don't f it and up. And then eventually, at the end of the game, you've won. Um, right, and that's why so many of those so many of those Giants teams win, win games like sixteen to nine. I mean, there was a reason. Absolutely. For that. Yeah. Absolutely. So you know, Belichick's all about the W, and you know, if you get a kid like Omar Jackson and you actually get to let him learn. Mm. Let him actually sit there and learn for a whole year, and then like, you can actually put him as a finished product on the field. The Patriots it'd be a completely different team, but from a win-loss perspective, they might not miss a beat. Yeah, it's tantalizing. That's it's tantalizing, that's for sure. All right, buddy. We right, have man. a great weekend. Yeah, you too. That and was fun. We're going to do, do two of these next week. Committing to two next week and committing to two the following week. All right. And then we're you. off and running. Woo-hoo. All right, that's the Fantasy Football Podcast, NFL Draft version, numero uno. Four more coming up. Talk to you freaks, freaks later. See ya. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.